hey, welcome to Transform Pain to Power, the podcast about what it really takes to resolve pain and the simple, unconventional yet proven techniques to get you there most quickly. Listen in for high-level creative conversation to inspire you to engage with the life that you want in a body that you love. Hello and welcome to episode 26. I'm your host, Molly Jager, and I'm so glad you're here. Today, let's talk about turning crap into unicorn poo. (laughs) I'm sorry. Let's talk about belief, self-belief, particularly of the kind that is full of crap. (laughs) the crap that we tell ourselves about ourselves the beliefs that we buy into that are full of crap and crappy right and when we need to change that dial how do we do that I've been talking to a lot of people lately because that's kind of my job and a lot of the conversation has been of this similar theme which is this self-belief and particularly of the crappy kind. (laughs) And how, what I'm going to offer you today is an antidote to the crap self-belief and the crappy self-talk. And this antidote is very simple. And the good news is, is that it's simple so that you can do it. And the bad news is that it's simple so that it's almost going to feel like or almost seem as if it's not enough. And it kind of might even be slightly frustrating, but it does work. And I'm going to, and I'm going to explain how it works, why it works, and I'm going to walk you through it. So all good stuff today as usual. But first I want to let you know that If you have been listening to this podcast and you are enjoying it and you find value, I want to recommend that you come on and hang out with me more frequently and get some one-on-one support. That is what I do and I would love to support you. My biggest specialty is helping people to resolve chronic pain and to connect the dots between what's going on in your mind and what's going on in your body and creating new neural pathways that break apart those habits and those patterns and build up new ones, right? So we break the pain cycle, break it up, and then build up new neural pathways to help you thrive. It's pretty awesome. So... The way to do that is to look into the show notes. If you want to find out if I can help you, just book a consult call and we'll get on the phone and chat about what you need. And that's the best way. So that's the best way that I've got for now. So go ahead and utilize that. You can find that link in the show notes. You can also find it at www.movetonourish.com. There's also an exciting announcement I want to make for y'all. That is going to be really fun. So next month in June, I am starting new weekly live classes. That's right. 
I'm really excited. So I'm going to be doing classes in person live where I live. And I'm also going to be streaming those classes. So you can take those weekly classes. You can join me live, which is super awesome. And if you don't live near me, you can join me live streaming online, which is a beautiful thing as well. These are classes in awareness through movement, which comes from the Feldenkrais method and my particular version, which involves a lot of mindful, connected movement, developing the sensory map of your body on for your nervous system at that subconscious automatic level, but also in your conscious mind, getting clarity on who it is that you are, how it is that you move, and waking yourself up to the multiple wonderful sensations that are available to you when you are connected to your body and when your nervous system is nourished, right? When your nervous system is well-nourished, those sensations are nice and informative, right? It's good stuff. So I will be sending out more information about how to join me for that. If you are interested, make sure that you're on my emailing list, which you can find at my website or in the Facebook group, right? So on Facebook, I'm there. I'm going to be doing all kinds of announcements. So make sure that you're looking out for that. If you think that you want to join me, it's going to be great. Okay. And I hope you do. This is my, that's one of my like best modes is teaching this particular style of movement. I love it. It is so good and people love it because it's fun and it's amazing. It's amazing way to connect with yourself. So I hope you can join me. All right, let's talk about turning crap into rainbow poo. I mean, (laughs) unicorn, unicorn unicorn. You can just say that to yourself over and over again. Unicorn, unicorn, unicorn. I am a unicorn and you can believe it as well. I mean, this is the amazing thing about being a human. This is the most amazing thing about being a human. And it is like the most amazing, incredible gift. Whatever you believe feels true to you and whatever you believe is an opinion. It's crazy, right? But if you need some evidence of this, just go Google flat world movement (laughs) and you'll find out that there's a lot of people out there believing things that you think is a little bit cray cray. And that begs the question, not what's wrong with them, but... What, I wonder, might I be believing that I could change, that I might want to change? And this is the key because you could take this question and you could spin around in this endless loop of what, what should I, um, what's, what's real, what isn't real. And I highly don't recommend that. <laughs> it's not very productive right? But rather arrive at the point at, okay, if this is an opinion, why wouldn't I 
take the opportunity to start cultivating beliefs that nourish me instead of swimming around in crap. And there is, of course, a little bit of agency that needs to come into play here because immediately I can hear your thinking, perhaps this is my own thinking, but I can hear your thinking saying, I can't control my thoughts. I would love, Molly, I would love to think that I'm a unicorn. I would love it. You are a unicorn. Say it. I am a unicorn. I am a unicorn. You could just go around like that. The next time you go to the shop, like, I am a unicorn and walk into the shop and see how it feels differently. (laughs) I'm serious. You think I'm joking? I'm not joking. Because this is the agency piece. What I'm not going to talk about today is that or ever that you should ever arrive at a place where you live in the absence of thoughts that you don't like or in the with total freedom from negative thoughts or with total yeah just far and above beyond any thoughts that you find uncomfortable I'm not suggesting that you should ever anticipate or hope for that kind of existence I'm not saying it isn't possible because I'm never gonna say anything is impossible because you know the Dalai Lama (laughs) but I think that I'm not going to spend the rest of my life meditating for five hours a day. It's not likely. And I don't think that you are either. Just my kind of guess. But I do think that you can arrive at a place where there is a much higher degree of acceptance for the thoughts that are present and that one of the the things that you can also arrive at is the ability to steer your energy toward the thoughts that you want by taking agency. Now, there's a couple of different ways that I'm going to offer you today. The biggest thing that I keep seeing, the biggest trap that I keep seeing is trying to figure out your thoughts with other thoughts, trying to run around your own mind and come to a nice, clear, easy resolution where you can put your hands together and say, done, sold, got it. No more thought work necessary. We all want that arrival at total peace, total control, total calm. (laughs) And the problem is, is when you try to not only wanting that and imagining that you could have that, but also trying to get there through the same uh, avenue that is taking you or making you feel out of sorts, uncomfortable, out of control and overwhelmed, which is your thinking. You're thinking and all of the energy being inside your head, that root is way worn. It is like so overdone. And we need to explore. I want to invite you to explore other roots. 
So the way I'm going to offer you today to counter or the antidote that I want to offer for you is in a different realm than your thinking realm or your thinking self where you try to figure things out and solve for problems. I'm going to offer you that that is not the realm in which you're going to find control, peace, calm, all those things that you're looking for. I want to suggest that you employ other aspects of your human intelligence. I want to invite you to employ your physical body and your emotional body as a means to problem solve and evolve your brain body or thinking body, your cognitive activity. The trap that we fall into is to get, when we get caught in our heads in this loop of thinking and we find ourselves asking the same questions over and over and over again, not knowing what the answers are, right? We ask, if you find yourself asking a question and the question begets another question, and perhaps it's the same one that you keep coming back to, you keep coming back to the same place over and over and over again, then you're not in a productive loop of problem solving. What you're in is inside a loop of self-blame and crap. When you're inside this kind of loop, thinking will not help you to get out, right? Because it's all coming from the same place. So you need to change the physiology in the moment. You need to change the environment in which the thinking is taking place. This is an option. It's an opportunity to evolve your thinking by another route. Now here's how to simply do it. The first step is to acknowledge or become aware that you're in a thought loop over and over and over again. You're thinking the same thing. You're finding yourself coming back to the same frustration, right? Then acknowledge that this is a kind of cyclical movement inside your brain. It's just cyclical movement. That's all it is. It doesn't mean anything. It's not um, indicative of anything else other than you're in this loop. And you want to get out of it, I'm assuming. So in that moment, you grab it and I'm in a thought loop. If you find yourself asking questions and trying to answer them, asking questions that you cannot answer or that have no answer, that's another clue that um, you are in that thought loop. That thought loop, what it's doing is it's keeping you inside the fear or the anxiety and it's keeping you disconnected from the very thing that will help to resolve the fear and anxiety, which is connection to your body 
and feeling the emotion. One of the things that the thinking, thinking, thinking does is it keeps us from feeling. And the reason we want to stay in thinking, thinking, thinking is because feeling the emotion is uncomfortable. So that's another clue for you. When you find yourself thinking, 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 there might just be a un, an uncomfortable emotion that you're trying to avoid. And it might just be as simple as that, that you have anxiety about something and you just don't want to face the uncomfortable feeling. Yeah. So you're thinking, 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 doing, you know, running circles and somersaults and super duper backflip, triple side twists <laughs> around your brain, all to try and avoid feeling a feeling. And one of the things that people do around feelings is they make them mean more than they do. Right? So we think if I acknowledge this feeling, it means that this is true. If I acknowledge the feeling of shame that I did something to like that I think hurt my child in some way, like I wasn't there for them in a moment when I felt that I should be, or that I, you know, did something, um, made the wrong choice and my life went in a bad direction, and now I'm stuck in my choice, right? We think that if we acknowledge the emotion underlying that, that it means that our thoughts are true. So you think, let's take one of those for example. Let's say you think that you made the wrong choice, you entered into a situation that you didn't think you you now think isn't good for you. You think that, uh, and and you feel stuck inside that situation. So you think if I acknowledge the emotion that surfaces around the situation, then I'm admitting the crappiness of my situation, the shit that I'm in, and that I a have to do something about it. I have to change everything or I have to like accept ultimate defeat and I and see I can't face that right is that not the kind of thing <laughs> you think like if you think oh um I I wasn't there for my child if I allow myself to feel the shame the regret the pain the guilt of that then it means that I really am a bad parent and I can't go back and change that moment and that I really did damage my child in some way, right? We think that feeling the emotion means that the thoughts around that emotion become true, right? And that is not the case unless we allow for it. Emotions are one thing, thoughts or another. Thoughts will come out of the emotional state that you're in, but we don't have to, you don't have to see those thoughts as truth. When you're in a 
difficult, uncomfortable emotion like shame or sadness or guilt or grief. There's lots of things going on inside your brain and inside your physiology. There's this whole crazy chemical cocktail that's being brewed. And it's not always the best time to come to conclusions <laughs> about yourself and about life. Although your brain will want, may want that kind of thing. And that's when you spin and spin and spin away and out of your body. So the way to allow yourself to feel the emotion is to focus on the sensation of it. So you think there's movement in my brain, there's movement in my emotional body, and I can create movement in my physical body. Yeah. And they're separate aspects of yourself. So when you find yourself thinking, I want to invite you to drop down into the emotional body. What am I feeling? What's present here? See what arises, see what emerges and breathe into that feeling. Feel it, sense it, notice how your brain wants to make a story about it. Let that go, let that go, let that go. So what you're doing in this practice is you're diverting mental energy away from fear and the thought loop that's spinning in fear and toward safety, toward connection with yourself. When you spend the time to feel the sensation of an emotion, you're communicating to your nervous system that this is okay, that this is safe. We don't have to run from our emotions. We can be present with them and allow them to pass through. When you breathe through this process, you help to facilitate that movement of the emotion. Breathe, breathe, breathe. And the other thing that I want to invite you to do to facilitate movement is to literally move your body. Think about when you get stuck in a thought loop. What do you do? What kind of movement and activity do you start doing with your body? Oftentimes people will get really busy, like busy cleaning and often busy with something like right in front of them and their peripheral vision will disappear and you'll just get really busy, like sweeping the floor, cooking dinner, busy with an email, busy scrolling social media, busy, busy, busy with something kind of like right in front of you. So this is a very limiting physical expression. It's a very limiting physical vocabulary. So one way, again, to break that loop, to interrupt that pattern is to expand your movement vocabulary, to move. I wrote this post a really long time ago. It was something like, the one time that you know you need to move the most is when you don't want to the most, right? When you have the most resistance to moving your body is probably the time that you would most benefit from moving your body. And how, what it, what it is, what, what is it that you like to do? 
Do you like to play a sport? Do you like to go swimming? Do you like to walk? I love to walk. Sometimes I do qigong. Sometimes I um, do dance or just move. I will always do often a movement uh, lesson in awareness through movement. Right? There's all kinds of options. But what I invite you to do is to move in a whole body way. So not like going out and getting into an activity that allows you to ruminate, not a ruminating physical activity, but something that is beyond those limited doors and walls, as I want to say, beyond the walls of rumination, (laughs) get out of that room. Yeah. And the reason that this, like, see, I said at the beginning, right, that it's frustrating and this is good news, frustratingly simple, sorry, (laughs) right? So this is good news because it's simple because you can do it, but it's also bad news because you don't want to do it because when you're in a thinking loop, all you want to do is stay there. Why? Because it's addictive. It's addictive for your mind to want to go around and around and around in that loop over and over and over again. You're convinced that if you stay there long enough, you'll figure things out. But it doesn't happen, does it? Yeah. I talked about this in one of my um, lives that I did for, I think it was a five-day challenge. And it's about using, taking the problem and moving. So you, you give yourself the opportunity to let go of finding the solution or the answer and to soften your fixation. And when you employ these other aspects of yourself, you will find that that tension softens and that is a release of energy that then starts moving and then your mental capacity improves your thinking the functioning of your thinking the quality of your thinking will improve because it's coming out of a different physiological environment with less tension, with less stress. And it allows you to be more free thinking. Literally moving your body allows you to move your mind. Literally. So when you find yourself believing crap, the antidote is not to cover it up with something better that you think that you should believe, but to feel the emotion that might be present, to allow for the emotion to be, to be expressed so that you can process it, to move into acceptance of that emotion, and to move your body, right? In any way that you might like to move my one of my favorite most easy simple ways is to go for a walk just go for a walk takes about a half an hour 
for your brain to flip to another channel. I mean, 20 minutes in and it'll flip. The first 10 minutes, it's still in that old way. Give yourself a little while for that movement to kind of seep into your system and it'll flip onto another channel. Yeah? All right. Look, I'm telling you, some of you, what you already know, a lot of this is a reminder to you and an encouragement of what you already know to let you know that what you know is powerful. You have the capacity. You can. You just need to have a reminder and to remind yourself how much power that you do have at your fingertips. And when you do this practice, you're going to feel so much more connected to all that you are. You're going to have so much more access to all that you possess, all of that potential, all of that within your entire human form, not just one little tiny room of you as a human, but every aspect of who you are as a human, every facet of your natural human intelligence, employ it. It is there. It is waiting to be utilized by you today. Have a wonderful week. I'll see you soon. Thank you for joining me. I'm so glad you were here. And if you're here and you would like help, look for contact information in the show notes. Reach out to me at molly at movetonourish.com. I can help you resolve your chronic pain. I can help you harness the amazing power of your nervous system to rewire your habits and your patterns and nourish yourself deeply forevermore. It's true. I can help you and do it in a way that's sustainable and lasting. Also, stay tuned for the movement lessons. The movement lessons that I teach are an amazing foundation for this work that is powerful and effective. It's a perfect container to practice a lot of the tools that I teach and it helps you to become more aware of your sensations and your feelings and your thoughts and your movement and all the things that you need to be aware of in order to consciously create change. That's what we're working toward here. So stay tuned for information on those classes. They will be going live in June. And I can't wait to move with you soon. Bye.